Are you struggling with all of the messages about Mother's Day and how wonderful it will be to honor mothers, but you're not even sure what motherhood means after you've lost your baby? There's no harder holiday to cope with for moms of stillborn babies than on Mother's Day. That's why I'm hosting a free support session called Coffee and Comfort on Sunday, May 12th at 11 o'clock Eastern. We'll get together for an hour before the day gets started and talk about the guilt and what-ifs that so often come after this type of loss. And I'll help you create a plan for the day that honors both you and your baby. The best part is we'll gather together with other lost moms who really get exactly how you're feeling so you won't feel alone. Together, we'll navigate Mother's Day and learn how to get through this tough holiday with ease. Save your seat at jennifersend.com slash coffee or click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Even if there was a reason, the fact remains the same that you don't have your baby and your feeling guilt is not going to bring your baby back. Guilt stems from a feeling of helplessness. I'm Jennifer Sen, a certified life coach, married mama of two sons, twin angel babies, and a rainbow baby, and this is the Navigating Baby Loss Podcast. I'm on a mission to help stop the isolation, shame, and lack of self-confidence that often comes with stillbirth loss, and to show you that you still deserve to live the life you've dreamed of. Pull up a cozy seat, pour a cup of coffee, and prepare to hang out with a caring friend who's been through it and can show you the way. Hello there, and welcome back to the Navigating Baby Loss podcast. This is episode number nine, and today I'm talking to you about letting go of guilt after your stillbirth loss. And this is such a hot topic. This is probably the first feeling that you get the minute that your reality starts to settle in. I'm going to talk about some things that I know about guilt, that I've learned about guilt, and where it shows up, and some things that I hope will make you stop and think the next time that guilt monster shows back up at your house. I kind of created a little list of some of the most common things that I hear. Some of them are my own, some are my clients, and I just, I'm curious to see if any of them resonate with you. I have a feeling they might, but there is guilt among parents, women of stillbirth loss, that they weren't excited about the pregnancy when it was confirmed. (laughs) This one was me. I'll admit I, I was excited, but I was very selective because I, my stillbirth loss was twins at 32 weeks. And when I first found out I was having twins, I had already had two little boys and they were crazy. And while I wanted to have another child, two seemed like a lot to add to my already crazy household. So I I did cry for a minute until I processed it for a day or two. And then I started to get excited, of course. But I think that some people, um, some people are not in a great situation when this happens. And so the thought of being excited about it maybe doesn't come for quite a while. 
so that I think that is something that some people do feel guilty about for sure. Guilty that they had too many drinks in the first few weeks of conception or did things that maybe were not recommended to someone who might be considering getting pregnant. Even birth control pills, like who knows how we all know someone who got pregnant on birth control pills and the guilt and wonder of what that did to maybe cause this stillbirth loss causes a lot of guilt for some people. Guilt that they complained about their morning sickness. This is also a good one. We all know those people who after we have our loss, we look at them and say, please don't complain about your morning sickness. I would do anything to have that and have my baby. But that is a thing. Sometimes people feel guilty if they were one that complained about it. Guiltier that guilty that they didn't eat healthier or drink more water, you know, all the basic things. There's always something. Guilty that they didn't pre- take the prenatal vitamins. They feel guilty they didn't sleep well enough. It was hard to sleep. Guilty that they follow, didn't follow the doctor's orders, whether it was bed rest or being off of work or taking it easy. Guilty that they feel guilty that there was something more they could have done. Maybe they feel guilty that they had done something in their past that makes them undeserving of a baby. And this is something especially true that comes up with women who have had previous abortions. It is really hard for those women when they then go on to have a child, you know, try to have a child and ends up in a stillbirth loss. There is definitely a feeling of punishment. And that makes it very, very hard to fight the guilt through that. The honest and, and really hard truth is, is that most of the time, there is not a known reason why these things happen. And your actions wouldn't have changed it anyways. Even if there was a reason, the fact remains the same that you don't have your baby. And your feeling guilt is not going to bring your baby back. Guilt stems from a feeling of helplessness. And after losing my own twin girls at 32 weeks, I had my own thoughts of guilt because I was grasping to try to make some sense of it and find some peace with what had actually happened. I wanted to take full responsibility because I mean, it's my body, right? So if I can't keep my own baby alive, who else is at fault? That helpless feeling consumed me and I was reaching for anything at all that could help me find a reason for this tragic scenario that I was in. I'd given birth twice before to two healthy babies, so what went so wrong this time? I'd never, ever felt quite like that before where I was just so out of control of my own body. As soon as I processed that my babies were not coming back, they were not coming home with me, the guilt set in. Most women think if I had some kind of warning, I could have done something, right? Because we're doers. 
all we needed, if we just would have known, we would have done something and, and it would have been a whole different thing. And I know that there are some stillbirth prevention advocates out there. And well, I, yes, like, oh my gosh, can we please, can we please do whatever we can to prevent this? But you know what? At least for me, when it happened to me 22 years ago, there there was nothing. There is there was nothing. And sometimes there just is nothing. And this this, you know, feeling that if I'd had some sort of warning that I could have done something differently was something I said really frequently as if I like had any knowledge of how or why it happened or how I could correct it. But I couldn't shake that feeling that maybe if I did have a warning, then some miracle procedure would have saved my babies. Once you lose your baby, you replay that whole pregnancy over and over in your mind, scanning every detail for the signs of how and when things started to go wrong. Since your last appointment, did you do a hard workout or strain a muscle in any way? Did you take a tumble down a couple of steps that may have started this process? Did you eat something that didn't agree with you and and made you sick? My mother and mother-in-law were of the generation that told you that you couldn't hang up laundry or reach above your head while you were pregnant, or it would dislodge the placenta and you would lose your baby. I mean, I knew. Rationally, it was an old wives' tale, but... After my loss, it had me questioning if there was something to it. Your beliefs and guilt are only limited to your imagination and your brain goes to work trying to find a reason why this happened. And then it follows right up with all the things you should have done differently. I thought that I should have stayed home instead of taking the boys trick-or-treating the week before. If only I had done that, my twins would be here and safe. I thought that I should have eaten healthier and not so much ice cream because maybe it caused them to have some sort of allergy that took their life. This is exhausting thinking and it's not helpful since the outcome is the same whether you can come up with reasons or not. None of these scenarios were true because there was a definite knot in the cord when they were born. So no amount of staying home in an activity or refraining from my nightly doses of dairy would have prevented them from their death. No matter how much my brain tried to make it true. Cue the helpless feeling again. I don't know if you know um, the Olympic gymnast, Sean Johnson, she, she told Women's Health Magazine recently, and she said, I felt like it was something that I did, that I didn't take care of the baby well enough, or I was stressed out too much, or I didn't take the right prenatal vitamins. I mean, we all have the same, we all grasp at the same thoughts. She said the day she was told she was miscarrying, She felt guilty like there was something she could do to prevent her loss. She worried that she'd abused her body too much during training and her previous struggles with taking weight loss pills made her believe her body was telling her she shouldn't become a mother following her loss. Guilt is so sneaky and it disguises itself as facts if you're not careful. No matter what shape, color, 
sex income bracket you're in, it will take you out if you let it. Another time when guilt really rears its ugly head is if you're pregnant again after loss. It is really common for women to feel guilty after baby loss, and sometimes it prevents them from bonding with their next baby, with their rainbow baby. It's usually grounded in fear of a repeat loss or another list of things that they feel. Pregnant women have their own list of things they feel guilty about. So once you go through your list after grief, you get to do it again when you're pregnant after loss. Sometimes they feel guilty that they're moving on with their life. Like how could they move on and feel joy? They feel guilty that they're moving on. Like somehow they are replacing this baby, which is not the truth at all. But it is very hard for them not to feel guilty about it. They feel guilty that they're feeling joyful, like they're somehow taking away from the baby that they lost. They feel guilty that the time they spend grieving will now be taken up taking care of a new baby. They had that allotment of time and energy that they spent grieving this baby and somehow that was honoring the baby they lost. And that space and time will be taken up taking care of a new baby who will be bringing you some joy and that causes guilt. Guilt that the baby who lives will get to experience all the things the baby who died will not. This is a tough one because the baby who lives be doing double duty for the baby who's not here. The guilt becomes a legacy. It gets passed down to other people. Guilty for saying that this is my first baby. When it doesn't feel true, but you're just too tired to go into all the details. They also feel guilty if they have a preference for the new baby's sex. It doesn't mean you're ungrateful. It doesn't mean that you are replacing this baby because you want the same sex as before or maybe the opposite sex as the baby you lost. Pregnancy after loss can bring in so many more feelings of guilt and can make the lost mom feel like she's out of control of her body and emotions. So what do you do if you're feeling guilt? First of all, know that it's not your fault. It's not. There are so many complex issues that can happen with chromosomal defects and hormonal issues, implantation defects, and lots of other scientific biological issues that I don't understand because we just can't control or change it. There's just no way. There was no way I could have reversed my baby's cord accident, even if I knew how. I'm sure I probably could not have done it myself. Exercise, nutrition, caffeine, or sex will not cause you to lose your baby or go into labor as some people try to convince you either way. And it's pretty unlikely that someone would intentionally or unintentionally cause their loss. If you're feeling like the guilt monster is in the house, start to think carefully about the facts before you go all in. Sometimes we blame ourselves because it's easier to deal with and believe than some unknown, leave it up to the stars type of reason. 
I rationally knew that a casual night of trick-or-treating for a couple hours did not cause my babies to die. It was easier to blame myself than to believe that the tossing and turning my babies were doing caused a knot that I had no knowledge or control of and no way to stop it even if I did. It's not your fault. Sometimes terrible things do happen and there isn't a thing we can do about it. Try to think rationally about the facts you've been given, whether it's a report from the doctor or an autopsy report or from the hospital, some blood work, whatever it is, tap into your faith and approach your thoughts from a realistic point of view instead of the irrational thoughts that all end up with a finger pointing back at you. And just in case I haven't said it enough times yet, I'll say it one more time. It's not your fault. Believe it. You have to give yourself some grace. You have to make peace with the fact that you did everything you could and that there's no reason to feel guilt. Your body is designed to do whatever it needs. And unfortunately, this is one of the facts of nature that's hard to explain or understand. Be gentle and kind to yourself and know that for whatever reason, you are exactly where you were meant to be. This is a thought that helps me in so many areas of my life and is really comforting when I, when I can look back and connect the dots to where I am now. Did I ever think I would survive a loss like this? No. In fact, there were years when I was positive that I would never again feel true happiness and that there might always be this cloud over me that proved I was broken and damaged. I don't know if I can buy into the idea that my baby's loss made me a better person or enriched my life, but I will agree that the important areas of my life, like my marriage and motherhood, were never again taken for granted. Because once you experience something like this, you love your people harder and you cherish the good times more than you thought you ever could. It is possible to connect the dots of your past and realize how it got you where today, even after a tragic event like a baby loss. And you deserve to give yourself the grace and compassion you need to relieve any guilt that may be standing in the way of your future joy and happiness. You are not alone, so find your people. I feel like this is a recurring thing. I feel like this is something I say all the time on here. Find your people. The best medicine is talking about what you're going through. It has such a healing effect and you will soon realize your, your feelings are more common than you think. Talking about it out loud helps you process your feelings and allows you to feel the grief, cry the tears, express the anger, anything else that tends to come up following your stillbirth loss. I couldn't talk about it enough to anyone who would listen at the time of my loss. It was the only thing that helped me try to make sense of it. If you can't find someone to listen, scribble it out on a piece of paper. It'll be just as effective, if not more. Write it all out and then rip it up and throw it away. Be rid of those thoughts. Ask for help from those close to you and be sure to be aware of any longer term or 
deeper depression symptoms that might show up. If you're having sleeplessness, lack of energy, or general personality changes, it's a sign that you might need to talk to your doctor. You don't have to go it alone. I just opened up a weekly group coaching program where we meet weekly to discuss topics that are super helpful in order to deal with the reality of baby loss. From week to week, the members get coaching and inspiration to keep going, but most importantly, to find their community in a space that is safe, uplifting, and moving you closer to healing. So wherever you are in your loss journey, you can find comfort and community, and that's what helps you heal. I also host a free private Facebook group called Navigating Baby Loss Community, where we discuss topics, this topic, guilt, as well as many others that lost mother's face in a safe space. So come on over there and join us there too. Baby loss is very lonely. And I'm urging you to find others who can share in your healing and help lift you up when you need it. I'll put all these links in the show notes. And as always, contact me with any comments or ideas. I hope this episode is helpful since guilt is probably the first emotion we have after suffering our loss. And it's usually the one that stays with us the longest. Really want you to recognize it when it shows up, sort out the facts, realize that it's not your fault. No one would ever wish this on anyone, much less do it to themselves. Give yourself so much grace. Know that you deserve happiness again. You deserve to feel at peace about your loss. And also know that you're not alone. There is a community waiting for you. I would love to welcome you into my community. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time. I sincerely hope this episode was helpful. And if you would like to help other parents who are suffering their own stillborn loss, a great way to do that is to hit subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review because that is the quickest way that this podcast will show up for them to find it. They and I would be so very grateful for a minute of your time. New episodes are released every week on Thursdays, and you can access all the show notes, links to this episode, and info on how to contact me on my website at jennifersen.com slash podcast. While you're there, grab some free, helpful resources. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and healing. Bye.